0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome. Good morning, good afternoon. Whatever the case may be, depending on where you happen to be at this uh, lovely, well, here in LA, sunny morning um and uh you're here live with dr jeff Weber here for the next 30 minutes here on pet live radios ask the vets with dr jeff the keywords here live we're here for you we're here for your pets answer questions talk about anything you want to talk about a couple of ways to get a hold of us you can always give us a call 877-385-8882 once again toll free 877-385-8882 or better yet join us live here with zoom so um you know Terrible things going on with COVID 19, but I'm sure Zoom, Zoom is, is smiling all the way to the bank. So uh, anyway, you can reach me here by going on to petliferadio.com, clicking on shows, scrolling down to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and then there's a Zoom link right there left for you. Click on it and you can join us here live. We'd love to have you join us here on the show. Uh, have your pets with you if you can. As I mentioned, quite frankly, quite quite often. Is get used to this this kind of communication with the doctor is what's happening now uh, again especially with COVID and uh, telemedicine is going bonkers in the vet world uh, my telemedicine profile my uh, platform called Airvet is going so busy I was just telling Mark Mark our producer now here it is what nine o'clock by me and I've already had five calls this morning first one came at five a.m. Thank you very much if it wasn't for the fact that my dogs had just awakened me because they wanted to eat um, I would. <laughs> upset about taking a call at 5 a.m. But it's my choice. I keep my phone on for take the calls. Anyway, as you know, what I want to go through is a peruse the news while you're getting the courage, the guts to pick up the phone or get on your computer and call us here live to join us. I'll start with some news. Uh, first of all, a pet community center in Nashville, Tennessee. Kind of sad, but they are it's kind of like a shelter. They go to the pet community center. I kind of like that name. Doesn't that sound better than shelter? A pet community center. Anyway uh, they have a wait list right now of about 900 cats scheduled for spay and neuter. And they're so backlogged because the veterinarians doing the spay and neuters, they were not there for nine weeks. They were closed and now completely slowed down. They can't work with the same efficiency because of social distancing and how many people and et cetera. So they're catching up very, very slowly. And there's a tremendous backlog. I, look. Hats off to them just for having, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to keep 900 cats. I think that's great. But it kind of just to show you that I, I'm dealing with a, with a case right now with a very, very sick cat. It's a rescue. And I, and I say to this rescue, you're going to spend potentially hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a cat with no guarantee. And I know it sounds cold, but it, it, you got, look, it, when you're in small animal practice, you're not really practicing herd health. Herd health is for, is for large animals. And, but we need to, in a sense, sometimes sacrifice the few for the benefit of the many. We have nine, here's a perfect example 900 cats in this community center waiting to be adopted. But they first have to be spayed neutered. Healthy, fantastic cats. With the money one rescue would spend on one animal with no guarantee of success, I tell them, oh, if if we can fix this problem, you want to spend it? No problem. But you're going to spend the money with no guarantee that this cat will ever be normal, have a lead, lead, a normal life. And yet there are hundreds and hundreds of cats that are going to be put to sleep because there aren't homes. There aren't rescues because they, they couldn't get their vaccine. They couldn't get spayed and neutered or whatever. So I hate to to sit on my soapbox, but as much as I am a big advocate a proponent of saving lives, look, I have all my animals, except for one, I'm 10. Nine of them are rescues. So I am totally in for rescues. There's no, there's no doubt about it. But anyway, moving on. So uh, secondly, uh, speaking of of cats and rescues, I I, I, I told you last time, last time I was going to have introduce you to my newest, and I will. I promise you, I'm going to do it today <laughs> to die for. But anyway, survey finds that cats are keeping their owners happy during quarantine. Also, owners are using this time, and this is very interesting from my perspective, they're getting to know and learn more about their pets. So because they're spending more time with them, so they are obviously becoming closer to them. But I mean, what's, what's so great about that is that, interestingly, those of us that are still able to practice, California, we are essentials, veterinarians. So I am extremely busy. And many hospitals are also extremely busy, but they're slowed down because of COVID restrictions, so they can't see the same volume in a day and you can call a vet. Many of you may have experienced this. You can call a vet for a problem to come in and they're say, yeah, we can see you at the end of September. It's like, whoa, that's, that's six weeks away. Nine, seven weeks away. How, what do you mean? So it's because they're having very few appointments. Sometimes um, there are three doctor practices now a two or one doctor practice. Everybody's taking turns. So, you know, it's amazing. I, I have, I could see it. I get a lot of calls because I, and one of the idiots that does do walk-ins and you don't have to have an appointment. And I get a lot of calls saying that I, I my dog is sick. My cat is sick. I need to see somebody and they can't get me in for five weeks. So um, it is a, a huge problem. But, you know, you talk about getting closer and these 900 cats waiting. I adopted one recently. It's my cute little orange tabby. And, uh, oh, my God, I've always wanted one. And I it was like instant Instant love, I'll tell you. He, he, I'll, when you even see him, even even on Zoom, you're going to be, oh my God, I want him. He's really cute. Two more cats, boy. Thirds, third story of cats in uh, Brazos County, Texas. These two were found tested positive for the SARS-CoV-2 virus. That's the COVID-19 virus. They are come from households. Well, well what's being studied is um, at Texas A&M. They are studying households, pets from households where there was active infection, positive COVID parents. And um, they're finding that there are a number of these animals that are testing positive. Now, is the virus affecting them as it does us? The answer is no. Dogs seem to have no effect. Cats can get a little respiratory infection, but they they, they just handle it uh, like it's nothing. And that's probably because cats have been exposed to coronaviruses before. And whether there's there's got to be some cross-reactivity, a coronavirus is a coronavirus. So uh, they are, but they're not getting sick, but it's interesting that a cat or a pet. So if you have, I guess, here's the, the other side. If you, or someone, you know, tests positive for Corona, it might be wise to keep your pets away. Not necessarily that they'll get sick, but they can then possibly become a vehicle through which to transfer that virus to other family members. So for example. I'll tell you, in my case, my wife had corona early, early on. She's totally fine. And she got it from a woman, a girl who worked in my daughter's store and my daughter, and then got it as well. She's fine. Interestingly, no one else in the households, either one, my daughter, her husband, kids, no one else got it. And in our our house, I never had it, but I separated myself as soon as she started showing signs of a respiratory. We have a lot of pets. We had nine at the time. Now we have 10. Now I... Separated myself. I slept in, you know, one of the empty bedrooms. So maybe we exercised the necessary precautions. However, can you imagine if the dogs or cats, which they often do, sleep with us, slept with her? Then they came into my bed, or I started hugging with them and smoozing with them, and and having them sit on my lap, and they were kissing me. There could have been exposure that way. So it's very important to avoid that if you can, if you know that you know there are people that are positive and have pets in the house try to minimize contact. This is also scary talking about contact and disease. Urban areas may boost they boost the disease carrying species. Which is interesting is when you think about it. First you have open land, then it becomes either farmland or urban, all right? So when we are now taking over these urban populations, there were animals here and they had certain diseases. Now we are sort of concentrating these and closing in on them and taken over with more people in these spaces than animals. So what we're finding is is that these animal diseases have a greater chance now to transmit to humans. We call it zoonotic diseases, and that's what they found. So in these, quote-unquote, human-dominated environments where we now coexist with animals, there is a greater likelihood, because of the concentration of humans, to get the diseases that may pass from pet. To person. So, um, again, something we should be aware of and obviously be very careful of. Another sad thing I read this that toxins like arsenic, we don't have toxic, that is mercury, mercury poisoning, are being found in dolphins and whales that are being washed to shores in southeastern seaboard beaches. And that is really, really sad. What it tells you is how we are polluting our waters and some of the waste plants are putting these wastes into the waters being picked up by these mammals and it's really very sad. So I mean we we need to do something about that. We are, to think about in, in a sense well no it's not as bad as, as poaching and we have got to talk about that. That that blows my mind. But it is it's it's pretty sad that it's because of our behaviors we are hurting these innocent animals in our waters. So that's that's really sad. Now one thing that I wanted to talk about there was something going on, on the internet um, and it is taking place in Africa, and it shows a group of poachers, some seasoned ones, training someone who how to kill these innocent, harmless animals. And I mean harmless is they're not attacking us. And they show them shooting a baby elephant. And you see them. This is all caught on tape where the one guy is educating, is instructing a newer poacher how to shoot, where to shoot. So they shoot this poor elephant and then no, 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 you gotta, you gotta go, no, make, move it a little bit lower, a little more, shoots it again. No, okay. Now a little bit to the right. Pew. And this elephant, helpless elephant is being shot five times for absolutely no reason. And I think, and you guys can argue with me all day long. And I think we should have poachers, but we think our poachers should poach the poachers and poachers need to know that if you go out and shoot these animals, you very likely will be shot, period. If you want to risk your life to take this inhumanity to take another life, then go ahead, go for it. But we're going to get out there. We're going to shoot you. And to arrest them, worthless. They need to be taught a lesson. And other poachers need to know that they're taking their own lives at risk when they go out and shoot these animals for sport, for no reason, for a tusk, whatever it is. It is disgusting. If you really want to know how disgusting it is, do what I did last summer, a year ago, July, went on a safari. It is the most unbelievable experience ever to see these animals and how they live and how they tolerate us. Why can't we tolerate them? And it just blows your mind. If you want to be disgusted, see this video, you will be very, very disgusted. Anyway, it's that time. It's a halfway point here on our show. And we're going to come talk. I want to talk about, we just mentioned it, but more of vet care issues during the pandemic for one thing. So there are some uh, things that we that I would like to talk about. And um, anyway, so when we come back, don't go away. We're going to be back. If you have any questions, by the way, or anything you want to talk about, now is the time. After our break, give us a call. Join us here on Zoom at Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff or at our toll free number, 877 385 8882. Let's talk about some of these pet issues that I find extremely important and very, very sensitive. We'll be back after these short ones. Don't go away. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose. Your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Poor his coat is very thick He's an Akita, German Shepherd, Lab, Husky Mix Harold, the Border Collie Pit Mix Has the most beautiful jet black coat Stuart, my rat carrier, has fur now where he never had it before D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com Dynavite will give them a beautiful, lustrous coat It will make you smile You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio, Pet Life Radio, Pet Life Radio. .com. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, and here is. No, you can't have him. He's mine. So this is Jazz. It was actually Jasmine because my granddaughters thought it. What a great name. Of course, if you watch any of those Disney movies, Jasmine, one of the princesses, who knows? Anyway, I said, guys, no, you did this to me with my hamster. That was Lou, a boy, and you named him Lucy. And I had to change it to Lou. I'm changing this one to Jazz. So here is Jazz. And um, we thought something like Cheeto would be cute. Because of his orange, but uh, or cheddar, <laughs> but he is just amazing. He look how gorgeous he is, and um, so one of my and he's he eats. I'll tell you, it's amazing because I have five other cats, and he will go up and. and he chows like a Labrador retriever. I think he eats faster than my lab. And when he's finished, he runs over to the other bowls of the other cats. And literally I have cats that are 18 pounds. He pushes them out of the way and starts eating their food and they let him. It's just unreal how they took to this guy. And he is just heaven. And I don't know if how good the mic is, but you might be able to hear the purr, but he is a purr monster. It's, it's nonstop. All right. So anyway, he is just amazing. So I finally got my orange tabby. I've always said I've wanted an orange tabby, and, and now I got one. And um, no, nobody else can have him. He's mine, and I adore him. And you know, the best thing is that the other and he's not afraid of the dogs either. You know, they come charging through the house, and um, just watches them go by. So yes that. You hear him? You can hear him sniffing. He's so cute. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about is I'm going to let him explore my studio here. Well first of all, the, we, I mentioned earlier, vet care during this pandemic is very challenging and you need to understand it because the backlog because of staff issues is tremendous and the sad part is is that I have had clients that are running to emergencies and literally literally five hour waits in an emergency now sometimes emergency facilities are pretty busy and uh, it might be you know an hour, hour and a half, two Five hours, sometimes longer. And of course, with triage, you can be sitting there for three hours. You could be next. And then all of a sudden, a dog comes in with its, you know, slit open, hit by a car, can't breathe. And of course, they're going to take that one first. So it really is, it's frustrating, but it's challenging. But I, I, it's important that you understand some of the issues going on. So for one thing, the when you have a real problem, you have to make it known that it's a real problem. If you're going in for a routine exam, it is that time you got the reminder. It's time for annual exam. It's time for a vaccine, or your dog or your pet is limping. But it's not, it's not like an excruciating pain. It's just, it's a limp. If you notice, notice them favoring a leg. These are things that you might want to wait. These are things, by the way, where telemedicine is going to be your answer. When I say, and what we're learning more, I mean, this was a fantastic study on telemedicine in general. We've already learned a lot from the human side. 40% of problems, first-time problems can be handled or at least delayed via a consult on telemedicine. 80% of follow-ups can be done via telemedicine. So right there, you, should, you kind of know that there's a, a tremendous opportunity to um, save yourself some time and money if you start utilizing telemedicine. A lot of hospitals are already using, so you should check with your hospital and see, are they using a telemedicine platform? If so, which one, and you want to download it, and, um, otherwise just go online. I, you know, we, I, one of my calls this morning is, um, he has, uh, a, a, listen, he's in Alameda, Northern California and near Berkeley. So, so I, I know the area pretty well. And, um, I, I said, so I had to hear about us on, on Airvet? And he goes, well, I called my doctor and they had a recording sending me to an emergency and I called the emergency and they basically said, we're not seeing anybody new right now. Whoa. An emergency center can't see anybody? That's insane. He said, so I went online. I started searching for virtual veterinary visits, uh, pet telemedicine, whatever. And you guys, I found you guys and and here we are. So it is, what we're seeing is most, from a millennial standpoint, let's let's get straight to the point. 73% of millennials that were surveyed said their first call in the event of a problem is not even going to be to their vet. Do you know who's going to get that first call? Any guesses? I hear you. Oh, I hear it. Dr. Google, right answer. So Dr. Google is number one. Now, let me tell you something about Google. The internet in general is a great source of information. It really is. But unfortunately, it's also a great source of misinformation. And a lot of these sites that you're going to go on are basically sensationalizing. They are going to pick the very uncommon but really serious possibility. But it's uncommon, so instead of starting with the much more common things, which aren't that serious, you're already thinking in your mind, oh, my God, my dog is going to die. My cat's going to die. What am I going to do? And it is when it's something so benign. So as we've talked about before, something that we like to talk about is the horses versus the zebra. And that is if you're running on the beach in Malibu, California, and you hear hoofbeats chasing you from behind, what are you thinking? Horses or zebras? I hope you say Horses. And you should be, and that because we don't see zebras on the beach in Southern California. We see horses. So why is Dr. Google sending you to the talk about zebras? It's not zebras. And so people are panicking, and then they rush to the emergency for what really is a non-emergency. So not only now are you going to sit in a waiting room and wait, you are going to be charged three or four times as much for something that you didn't possibly even need to go in for. So you'd want to talk to your doctor, but your doctor is not available or they can't see you for months or weeks, whatever the case may be. So this is why you want to start employing some telemedicine into your lives. I'm telling you, it's a, it's amazing. I hang out from these calls and people are so thankful. But if you have a real problem, you need to be forceful. It's not something you can wait two weeks. I need to see somebody now. And if it's not you, I'm going to a different vet. And you need to call a different vet and find out who can take you now. And veterinarians now are going to learn That sometimes it's important to be available. And this is where I see a huge difference in the younger stock of veterinarians than from where I was. When I graduated, I knew, I knew that I was going to be working, taking calls on weekends. I knew that I'd stay till seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, whatever the case may be, whatever was needed. There was no such thing as what they call now. I had to look it up. I didn't even know. I didn't understand what it means. Work-life balance what is work-life balance there is no balance when you're a veterinarian when you're a doctor you have to do what's right for your patients you took an oath you took an oath when you graduated the american vet med association it's usually on a plaque in the office and you have a commitment to the animals that you treat and so i don't necessarily get it yes it's nice to have a life it's nice to vacation you know what that'll come later that'll come later when you when you you get enough money and you have more time on your hands you have some really good associates who are available Then you want to still take time off. That's okay. But when you're starting off in the profession, you better be prepared to work. And it's unfortunately, it's not the new stock of veterinarians. I just don't see it. I wrote an op-ed piece in one of the journals about this. And um, I thought, (laughs) honestly, I thought I was going to get boxes in the mail holding up and hearing the ticking going off, right? And um, instead, I get letters, mostly, admittedly, from some of the seasoned veterinarians. And we're talking vets that have been out 30 years or more. I'm on my 37th. And how do you say no? How does an animal walk into an office that is coughing or wheezing or or like like badly or bleeding and say, no, no, I'm sorry. We don't have an appointment. We can't see you. That's happening. That is absolutely happening. I get calls from people that their vets turn them away once they're already in the building. It's one thing to call. And they say, no, I'm sorry, we're already closed, but you can go to so-and-so or go to the emergency. But I'm talking animals that are in, they walk in the hospital, in the waiting room with a severely sick pet. And they say, no, no, we, we can't see you today. It drives me nuts. So philosophically, maybe, you know, look, it's good to have a young vet. It really is. But maybe it's good when you really need somebody. Think of someone who's a little more seasoned, who has a little bit more commitment and is less worried about, you know, getting home for dinner or to go out to see the movie. Well, what movie? You can't even see movies anymore. There's no excuse now even. Think about it. What are you going to do when you get home? You can't do anything anyway. May as well stay in and, and see these sick animals. But be patient is, is the bottom line for this because if you don't have that really sick you know, sick animal, if it's not something uh, or it is something that can wait, wait or don't even go in, let the veterinarians that are now more sparse because of all these social distancing, congregating issues, some of them aren't Some of them aren't even letting you in the office anyway. You're gonna do curbside. Well, if you're gonna do curbside, you may as well do it on telemedicine because that way at least you can see and talk to the vet. When you're sitting in that car and they're inside, you can't even ask questions. Or you've got to go back and forth with the tech. That's ridiculous. What you should do is be on a telemedicine, tell your vet you want telemedicine. If they're not gonna do it, no, there's another survey. 74 or 75% of millennials said that they will switch hospitals to one that offers telemedicine. From one that doesn't, so now it's their way of life, and it's it's very important. So, and I and I see this all the time. So, um, what I'd recommend is being patient. Now, also, one thing I wanted to talk about, and I, I get a lot of calls about this foods, and we're running out of time. We've run out of time. So, next week I really want to talk about. We mentioned it before, but there's more information coming out. There was a survey we talked about a couple of weeks ago about home cooked diets and some of the dangers that we're seeing in home-cooked diets. What I want to talk about, and if you have any questions about it, send me to Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jeff, Jeff at petliferadio.com. What I want to do is talk about some of the choices you have and if you choose really to do something home-cooked, how to go about doing it, how to do it right, how to make sure that it's not going to harm your pet, but it's going to actually help your pet, and also what guidelines to look for if you want some of these new fad diets, if you want something raw, if you want something grain-free, let's talk about it because there are some, a lot of guidelines that we need to know. So uh, anyway, thanks for joining me here. You can please follow me on Instagram. As I said, you'll see really, really cute pictures. We do some videos. I have my AMAs, and um, um, I would uh, love you to uh, reach out to me on Instagram. And I'm at, the at sign, Dr. Jeff Werber. And not tough, because that's my name, Dr. Jeff Werber. So you can reach me there. But you can also always get a hold of me at Dr. Jeff at airvet.com, Dr. Jeff at petliferadio.com. I will answer your questions. Um, we will teach I'd love to have you come on the show. And a lot of times we do when I get a question, I'd like to maybe have you or I use it as an AMA and I'll cite you. I say, oh you know, this is for so and so in uh, you know Columbus, Ohio with the pet. Here's the, here's the question. And so you'll get a you'll get a shout out on my Instagram um, or on my Fi, some of the companies I do AMAs for. Anyway, thanks for having me. Have a great Sunday. And a good week, everybody. We'll see you here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Here at Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.